You're listening to the Sensuality Project Podcast, where the messiness of real life gets sexy, hosted by Stacey Herrera. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Episodes contain profane language and topics of a sexual nature that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to the Sensuality Project Podcast. I am your host, Stacy Herrera. Today, I have a very special episode for you. It's the first in a series of short episodes that I'll be airing, all centered around herpes. The reason that I am hosting this special series is because there is so much shame and such a stigma that comes with a herpes diagnosis, and there is life after herpes. And I want to I want to inform and debunk some myths. The population of people that test positive for herpes is very high, actually. Having a herpes virus is so common, actually, that almost everyone on the planet has some version of herpes inside of their bodies, except for the one kind of herpes, the one type that challenges people the most is genital herpes. So this series is aimed, this series is aimed to reduce the stigma, to let you know if you test positive that you're not alone, and to inform those of us who may be ignorant to the truth about herpes. So you will get some takeaways. And like I said, the episodes are going to be short and sweet. Um, And this is the first in a series. This one is called The Top 5 Herpes Myths Debunked. Here you go. Today, I am going to talk to you about the top five herpes myths, and I'm going to debunk them. That's right. Herpes is a stigma that has been plaguing our society for so long, and it is so insidious, and it's time for us to just stop the bullshit. Just stop the bullshit. So myth number five, you're the only one. That is so not true. I know that when you get diagnosed initially, it can feel very isolating. It can feel, you feel very alone. You feel like you're the only one. But the truth is one in five people have herpes. That means one or more of people that you already know actually have herpes, whether they've actually told you or not. So you are not the only one. The truth is 80% of the people that actually have herpes don't even know they have it. So there are people that you know, maybe one or two of those people that you actually know have it and they don't know they have it. So the point I'm making is you are not alone. In fact, I have herpes. So I am one of the people that I know. And I know, gosh, off the top of my head, I probably know at least, at least 10 people that test positive for herpes. So you're not alone. So no matter what the story is you're running in your head, it's just a story. You're not the only one. Myth number four, condoms prevent herpes. This is not true. Condoms do help to lower the risk of transmission, but it does not eliminate transmission. And the reason is because herpes is transmitted through skin-to-skin contact. It is not transmitted through fluids. In fact, someone just recently told me that the only way that he's ever transmitted herpes was through semen. That is false. That is false. Herpes is a is a virus that is contracted from skin to skin, so touch to touch. So that means that there are parts of the genitals that are not covered by condoms 
or dental dams, um, and it's and it's a good practice. I'm not. I'm definitely. Please don't misunderstand. I'm definitely not saying to not use condoms. I am saying use condoms, use dental dams. They do lower the risk of transmission, but they do not prevent transmission. So that's a big herpes myth that oh, I couldn't possibly have herpes because I use condoms. That's not true. There are parts of your genitals that condoms and dental dams that don't cover, and if if their skin to skin contact with someone that is has the herpes virus is currently having an outbreak or is shedding the herpes virus it is still possible to contract or transmit the virus so that's that's i know unfortunate but again condoms and and dental dams drastically reduce the risk of transmission so i encourage you to practice safe sex always and forever so myth number 3 Cold sores don't count. Uh, yes, they do. Cold sores are caused by the HSV-1 virus. That's the herpes simplex 1 virus. And cold sores can create genital herpes also. So it is possible for you to have oral herpes and transmit it to someone genitally. So, and for a long time, they thought that herpes simplex 1, the, the mouth one, was only isolated in the mouth region and that herpes simplex 2, the genital um, herpes, was only isolated in the genital regions. And both of those things are absolutely false. You can have HSV1 or HSV2 in the mouth or the genitals and vice versa. So that's a big myth. And that means that if you get cold sores, you are responsible for disclosing to your partners that you get cold sores in the same way that someone with genital herpes needs to disclose to their partners that they have herpes. So if you have it in your mouth, that does not mean that you do not need to share. You do. You need to make sure that your partners are aware that you have had or do get cold sores on occasion. And of course, that you would not kiss them or put your mouth on their genitals when you know that you could potentially be having a flare up or whatever right so you're so you'll be careful about it but you definitely need to still disclose the fact that you have cold sores just as someone with genital herpes should be disclosing that they do test positive for genital herpes let's see myth number 2 i just got tested for sti so i'm negative that is also false when you get tested for sexually transmitted infections or diseases they do not test you for herpes. Let me say that again. When you get tested, they do not test you for herpes. And for that reason, you just because you just got tested and you get tested regularly every six months, that does not mean that you're being tested for herpes and that does not mean that you are herpes negative. Um, a lot of the time, they won't actually do a test for herpes unless there is a lesion present for them to swab. And the reason is because what they found is that there are some tests that produce false positives or false negatives. And for that reason, they don't run those tests routinely. So if you get tested regularly, as you should be getting tested regularly, that does not mean that they're testing you for herpes. So just know that just because you just had a test does not mean or guarantee that you test negative for herpes. So make sure that you are still having the safe sex conversation and that you are disclosing your status, but just know that part of that status is not the herpes virus because they do not routinely test for them. And the number one herpes myth that I'm going to debunk today, and this is a biggie. Are you ready? 
The number one herpes myth is only people who sleep around get it. That is absolutely F-A-L-S-E, false. Herpes is non-discriminatory. There is no special criteria for herpes. Herpes is not assigned just to people who sleep around or people of a certain racial background or people of a certain gender identity. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. It doesn't matter where you grew up or the conditions you grew up in. Herpes does not care what your socioeconomic background is or who you are. Herpes can happen to anybody with a body. So anybody with a body can get herpes. So the this idea, and it's also, it's been such a social stigma for so long that dirty people or people that sleep around or slutty people get herpes, and all of that is false. There are people who haven't even had sex at all who have herpes. Um, A lot of people with um, cold sores, a lot of times the cold sore transmission comes from parent to child and not lover to lover. So there's so many different ways. Herpes is not a dirty disease. It is not something that happens to people that are dirty. And if you have it, you are not dirty. So if you do test positive for herpes, know this, you are not your diagnosis. Two, herpes is not the end of the world. And three, you're not alone, you're lovable, and you're more than enough. Whew, it's a thing, right? It's a total thing. But I just want you, I just, this is such an important message. This is such an important message. Make sure that you share it with your friends. If you test positive for herpes, I know how stressful it can be especially if you are newly diagnosed or if you are in relationship transition. So if you are single or unpartnered, I know it can be even more stressful because the thoughts that come into your head is, I'm always going to be alone or I'm never going to be able to date or I only can date, I only now can date people that have herpes. All of those things are false. And I am going to be helping you to, to rid yourself of the shame, the judgment and the guilt in a new program that I'm creating called Dating with Herpes. The program is going to be so amazing. I am going to teach so many things in this program. I am going to debunk even more herpes myths. In fact, I am going to demystify the whole stigma of herpes, and I'm going to arm you with the tools to navigate the herpes experience with confidence and grace and poise. And by the end of the program, you will be dating. That's how good it's going to be. That's how good it's going to be. It's limited space, limited space, and the registration has not opened yet, but you can get on the wait list. So if you test positive for herpes and if you've struggled with the diagnosis, this program is for you. And you can sign up to get on the wait list at datingwithherpes.club, C-L-U-B. That's right, because you know they call herpes the gift. And again, I also test positive for herpes, so I know exactly what it's like. And I'm here to tell you that it is not the end of the world. And I want to help you to do the damn thing. I want you to know that you're lovable, that you're not alone, and that there is life post-diagnosis. And I'm going to show you how. I hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Sensuality Project podcast. And again, if you test positive for herpes and you've struggled with your diagnosis, this program is for you. 
You can sign up to get on the Dating with Herpes waitlist at datingwithherpes.club so that you'll be the first to know when registration opens. I promise you this program is going to fill up really fast. So make sure that you sign up to get on the waitlist. Again, that's datingwithherpes.club. The Sensuality Project is produced, edited, and hosted by me. Music by bensound.com. The Sensuality Project podcast is a production of stacyherrera.com.